Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Awesome, awesome start. Hello, Damien and David <laughs> for letting us know we're live. Thank you. Thanks, Damien. Thanks, David. All right. As you can see, consummate pros. Should we go? Press that button. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, and JB and myself, hi JB. Hello, how are you? Uh, very well. Oh, by the way, nice to have you back. Oh yeah, I anyway, know. Finish off your, your intro. I was going to say, minus Phil, because what, what is Phil doing? He's lazy. Imagine if he was as committed as us two, we'd have one hell of a podcast. Yeah. I, might, I haven't got a leg to stand on after the last couple oh, of okay. weeks. Okay, imagine if you're both as committed as me, you'd have one <laughs> hell of a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, do you know what? I, I uh, missed the second uh, innings of the T20 cricket. It Was that the Lancashire? Lancashire, Lancashire Lightning against Leicestershire Foxes. Did we play Derbyshire yesterday? Yesterday and won. Did, did we really? I, yeah. I, I had a ticket to that because Derbyshire's coach, Mal Loy, is actually a Talk H fan. And he comes down to watch us occasionally. That's cool. So I was offered a ticket to watch the 2020, and I would have gone. I don't really know much about t- cricket. So I said, give it to someone who does. Well, I was Selfless. I was actually working there, so I was quite happy when they said, no, we don't don't need you after the interval. So uh, I, I went, a result. So Why? Did they just stop entertaining the, the crowd? They what stopped, do they do? They stopped, en- they stopped needing any entertaining. Uh, you're not allowed to have fun at the minute. That's one of the things. Oh, right. Okay. Well, no shouting. Yeah, although it was brilliant seeing the cricket fans at Edgebaston today with the old beer snake and getting properly on it. it actually, it, the videos of that looked brilliant. They had a beer snake apparently going from the top of the stand to the bottom of the stand before before lunch. Yeah, people were is... making up for, for lost time. And it was great to see. Anyway, so I don't know whether Lancashire won or lost, but um, there you go. I watched the, Well, watched let's the, hope they won. I watched a bit of cricket. But it's good. Um, but more to the point, we want to talk. Well, the reason we're doing this podcast now is because we want to talk about the England squad, which Eddie Jones has announced. So uh, if you are watching right now on YouTube, uh, hit well. Firstly, hit like because that helps, and it, it, it lets really people, important. It lets, lets other people apparently. I mean, I don't know why, but it's algorithms and that it lets other people know that that like rugby that that we're there. And more to the point, leave your comments on the England squad for this one. What did you make of Eddie Jones's squad? Now, I'm right in saying that this is the first of three squads he's going to be announcing. I don't know, right? So I don't know about that. Tell me about the actual process, because I imagine it's not going to be as straightforward as we otherwise would like it. So I believe I'm right in saying that he's named one squad, uh, this one that we've seen today, and then on the 20th of June, after he's done a week's training, uh, he's going to announce another squad 
and that will be still be without players from the Premiership final teams, but with the two semi-final. Ah, guys. so it's like a gradual increase. Yeah, and then he'll announce another squad, which will be after. No, no, for the two test matches against the USA and Canada. Yeah, I thought this might be the case because I looked through and I thought, what? No, Rafi Quirk, no Ben Curry. Uh, so yes, that yeah. would make a lot of sense. So Sale, Harlequins, Exeter, and um, Bristol. No players from those sides have been named at the moment. Sides from um, players from two of those clubs can be added at a later date, and uh, and also I think that there are going to be other players added and removed over that time that aren't just from those four clubs because I was looking at it and thinking I went hold on no Tom Dunn from Bath yep no Will Stewart from Bath yeah now those two guys haven't just been Eddie Jones hasn't just pied them off has he no you wouldn't have thought so because they're quite important players they're quite good players yeah so when I looked at those two for example there are other examples but when I looked at those two established squad members I thought okay well this is just him having a look with this first draft. And I think that's what you have to look at this new squad as. Just He's just casting the net, anyone he sees a little something in, and we might well have a bunch of them that end up being the next Gary Graham, cast aside, uh, to, go, Scotland. to go and see if they have any ancestors from another country. Uh, exactly. Um, well, Jamie Balmer, Balmer sounds like he could play for Scotland. Blamere. Bl- uh, that's got to be a Scot, uh, a Scot, right? Well, he's up near Newcastle as well. Newcastle have got, what, five players They've in the squad? They've done really well. Yeah. Now, this is obviously reading too much into it. I understand the England team is a compromise at the moment. Not because the Lions are not there, but because the coaches want face time, they want experience with the players, uh, but also they can't get their best players because, by definition, they'll be playing Premiership Finals or Championship Finals, either way. So, how would you feel if you thought you were like next cab off the rank, but then someone like Jamie Balmier, for instance, gets in the squad ahead of you, has an up, trains the house down, and because you've been successful throughout your whole premiership season and you're playing a final, you don't get to fight for that place. Mm. Who was that? Has that happened to anyone? I bet it has. Uh, there must have been players that have unexpectedly got a shot and really taken their chance. Yeah. I mean, there must be loads of them because coaches have their favourites and whatever the thing is that the coach... I mean, this is why I don't understand why players don't call the coaches all the time and say, what do you want? What do you like? What do I need to do? That kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, there must be people there who just show up and go, I like that guy. I'll give you an example of a, a player that a coach loved for a while at least. Marlon Yard was loved by Eddie Jones for the mm. first two years. Even though he wasn't playing well, he was loved. Have I just nailed your tea? No, no wrong, tea? wrong mug. That's one from that's Phil's mug from the weekend. Oh, delicious. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need to um, be more COVID secure here. <laughs> yeah, so it, undoubt, it undoubtedly happens. And I get it. It's a compromise. The good players are elsewhere. Uh, oh, no, not these aren't good players. Do not take me out of context there. The other players are elsewhere. Uh, now, my general philosophy ahead of this squad was, and I still stand by this, I, I, I don't like the get the kids in mentality. But with this squad, now I look at it as in Eddie Jones is going to pick up a load more players. I think a bunch of these guys that he's picked up, will he'll go, right, you come in for your training week. Thanks, thanks for your coming. I've seen what I need to see for now. Go back to your club and and keep working hard. And if that is the context, I like this squad. I don't want to see this summer uh, just play, playing loads of nineteen year olds. I I want to see because we're only what are we two and a half years away from a World Cup. Yeah. So I actually want to see the players that are going to be guys like Lewis Ludlam, who 
stepped up and made that World Cup squad and had, had an impact. Or Rory McConaughey was in the last World Cup squad, wasn't he? Yep. These We actually need guys that are going to be the squad members for a World Cup. And sometimes too much emphasis is put on someone just because they're 20 years of age. Actually, it's only two years away to a World Cup. And uh, so age, I kind of think, is largely irrelevant. So that's why I don't mind this Or largely irrelevant. Experience is irrelevant. Yeah. Or whichever way around it is. Yeah, yeah, quite. So when you look at going through the teams, like, so just go position by position. Genja Nabano, loose head props. Fine. Yep. Singleton and Blamir. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, hooker. Fine. Good. Uh, tight head props. Joe Hayes. Who's had a bloody good season. He really has. Uh, Paul Hill. Back in the fold. Oh, now, he's an interesting one. I, I love him. I think he's got the raw ingredients to be bloody good. Mm. And uh, Trevor Davison for uh, for Newcastle as well. Uh, Locke, Charlie Yules, George Martin. I, I forget. I've only got the surname written down. And I can't remember the London Irish Locks. Uh, oh, I know first the, name. I know the um, Trenia. It's 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 in that ballpark. It's like C H U Munger. Munger is the surname, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, apologies. I know this kid now. I was trying to think who he was all day. As soon as you mentioned the lock, yeah, I do like him. Talented youngster. Yeah, Sean Robinson. Well, Sean Robinson and Harry Wells from Newcastle and Leicester, respectively. They're both in that kind of uh, lock six mould, which I, Eddie, Eddie Jones seems to quite like. As is George Martin, actually. Yeah, true. Now actually. Harry Wells, I like. I think he's a hard customer. Consistent. He, he's and there's a guy. He's 28, I think now. 27, 28. Is he? Yeah. So he's not young, but he's he's earned that. And same with Davison, the prop. He's 28 as well. So I, I quite like that he's going just players that are off the radar that have had good years. This guy, the guy's not off the radar, but I really rate. And the pro, he's the sort of guy who would be an international for most other countries. Is Lewis Ludlow? That means Ludlow. Ludlow, not yeah. Ludlum. Ludlow. Yeah. The guy is hard. He makes yeah. loads and loads of tackles. I, I just like him. Now, if he was Welsh or Scottish, I imagine he'd already have a cap. Not, and, not Welsh. Not as a seven. Thomas Young can't even get a cap for Wales. That's a good point, actually. Well, he's, got, he's got a cap, but he can't get in the squad. But, you know, there is another guy in here who really stro- strikes my fancy, which is Miles Reed. Now, I wonder if Miles Reed is not quite talented enough for England. Bear with me. I'll explain exa- exactly what I mean. England, because of the depth of players, they only want the guys who are physically unbelievable and are the complete package when they arrive. I don't think that Miles Reed is quite that. But I'm pretty sure if he gets into a squad or a team, he will stand out because his work rate is just phenomenal. He works and tries so hard. Now, he's the sort of guy who, under sort of a Gatland, who I think prioritises uh, work rate more than, say, just physical ability would do really, really well. And I wonder, because he's in the English system, whether his skill set or his attributes don't actually translate too well. Oh, that's interesting. So the, the back rows, Ted Hill, Lewis Ludlam, Lewis Ludlow, Miles Reed, like you say, Sam Underhill, who there's, there's talk that he w- could be captain. Um, but again, ah. again, we don't know what players are going to be added and what that will mean. So someone texted me today with a very cryptic question. Do you know who the captain was? And... I said, no, I don't think it's been announced. And I never heard back for So they were implying that they knew, and it was an, it was an unusual selection. So that, were they asking you, going, oh, do you know who the captain pretty is? Pretty much, mm. pretty much. Bit of smug, that. Isn't it? Uh, number eight. By the uh, way, the person who told me this was not a smug. He's not a smug guy. He's a uh, great guy. Number eight, Tom Willis, who timed his hat-trick man of the match performance at the weekend perfectly, and Callum Chick, who's had a really strong year. Another Newcastle forward. So those are the two, I think, which could potentially make some headway because of the position that they play yeah. 
and the quality of the player. That's interesting you say that because I was I was looking at the, the overall picture for England and I was thinking number eight is, is a position where there's not actually massive depth. Um, Eddie Jones has used a lot of sixes or sevens as mm. number eight, auxiliary eights, and he could go that way. Um, and I, I when I look at it, I actually think that if you were picking based on this squad alone a team, the back row would probably be Ted Hill, Sam Underhill, Lewis Ludlam at eight. Mm. But I actually agree with you. Eight, I think there's not, in terms of out-and-out eights, there's one of the areas there's not a massive amount of depth. Tight head prop, I think there's spots up for grabs. And the back three as well. So if we move into the back, scrum halves, no surprise there. Alex Alex or James Mitchell? Alex. Hang on, you've confused me now. <laughs> you, have you mentioned that? Mitchell from Northampton. So, uh, Dan, yeah. Rob, Dan Robson and Ben Spencer. Jacob Umang are the only 10, so no uh, Charlie Atkinson. And um, at the centres... Well, well, let's leave the centres because that's maybe the most surprising one. Yeah, let's. Well, not to me. No, well, yeah. Uh, full backs: Tom de Glanville, um, who can play ten. So I think that's why there's only Jacob Umanger at ten because I've remember speaking to guys at Bath a couple of years ago who were saying Tom de Glanville is the future ten at, at Bath. They've obviously ten. They've obviously got Orlando Bailey. This is before we came into the first team. Wow. And they were saying Tom de Glanville, he's the boy. And, How interesting. And they actually, when they had a bit of a ten issue, they. A year or two ago, they actually tried to get Tom de Glanville to leave university to come and back and play. And he said, no, I want to finish my degree. What kind of psychopath does that? <laughs> you can finish your degree whenever you want. Uh, so I still might consider that Tom de Glanville could end up being a 10, hence only Jacob Umanger. But there's uh, Tom Parton and Freddie Stewart at fullback. Wingers, Joe Thocken, a singer, Ollie Hassel-Collins, Adam Radwan. That's great to see. Josh Bassett as well, 29 years old. I really like this selection of Josh Bassett. He deserves it. He's earned that. He's such a consistent performer. He does so much, so consistently well. And he allows coaches options because, you know, he can play like anyone else on the wing. But it's his kick chase. It's his timing of the tackle when the kick comes down. He's got a lot more to his game than just being a straightforward winger. Yeah. And a a lot of people might have looked at that and gone, well, Ollie Slighthome, maybe he should have gone because he's young. And Jake, he, he uh, is rapid and good, though. He's rapid and good, agreed. But a lot of people, this is kind of what I mean about the picking based on age. A lot of people will be saying, I guarantee it, why no Ollie Slighthome? Josh Bassett's 29. What good is that? Well, well I, a World Cup's two years away. I guess the argument would be to make, to be devil's advocate here, because uh, I have no problem Josh Bassett being in over Ollie Slighthome. But I am pretty confident I could tell you a lot about Josh Bassett. I'm pretty sure I could tell you almost exactly what type of player he is. I don't know if I could say the same about Ollie Slightham. I know what he's done so far and I've liked it, but how much more can you get out of them? And I think that is the allure of these youth the players. The allure. allure. I like you said that. Uh, because you don't know what they're going to b- become. So well, if I saw Josh it, but, Bassett playing like Josh Bassett yeah. is now, when he was 20, I'd go, what could that boy do with exactly, the future? Exactly, but that's, I, I, I understand that and it's part of the footballification of rugby a little bit. Or well, maybe it's just sport in general. When you look at a twenty-one-year-old or twenty-year-old guy, however however old Ollie Slighthome is, you are you are judging him on his potential, mm. not what he's doing. And I, I actually think with the World Cup two years away, focus on what they're doing now. And Josh Bassett has been absolutely class. Joe Thock and a singer is probably the one that's fortunate to be there because very. If you, if you're talking form, then and, and I mean Eddie Jones is just picking him on potential. By the way, uh, Johnny Holmes uh, on the uh, chat. On YouTube, we're mm-hmm. eight egg chasers on YouTube. Go hit subscribe if you haven't already. Hit like. Uh, he 
mentioned George Furbank as someone that came out of nowhere and then started. That's a great, great shout. shout. That is a great shout, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, who's the other one I'm thinking of who is in... Freeman. I'm surprised not to see him, actually. Uh, that's a good shout. Uh, Tim Colton, as well, has said, does Tim perhaps love these older selection because it still gives him hope? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. N- nailed it, Tim. Yeah. Um, who's one that I... Yeah, every time John, John Ofoa plays, it brings a tear to my eye now. Yeah. But... John Ofoa's, I think, the same age as me. Wow. And he could well be... He's got a good shout of being in the I could, I could team, be team of the season. I think he should be in team of the season. I think me and Joe... Uh, me and Joe. Me and John Ofoa could should and could be friends. <laughs> um, so, centres then. And fair play, you were massively talking up. So, there's Ollie Lawrence, no surprise there. Mm. Fraser Dingwall, he's kind of been involved in training squads before. I think I think this does highlight that England have got some issues in this area. I was really disappointed. Oh, no, no. I was going to say I was really disappointed to see Oli Devoto there. Oli Devoto will clearly be there. And this is what I mean. You hope so, wouldn't you? Some of these guys won't be in this squad in a couple of iterations mm. time. Dan Kelly at Leicester's had a really strong Ace. season. Really promising player. And Max Ajomo. So Max so JB's new favourite yeah. player. So Max Ajomo, I can comfortably say, uh, I have seen... Percentage-wise, more of Max Ajomo's career than anyone else uh, on the um, uh, uh, on this list uh, by account that I've seen one hundred percent of it, uh, <laughs> and it was brilliant. He's played he's played games before. Now were they not prem? It might be prem cup games. Oh, they, no, because I want to watch that. There's no way I'd have seen him play prem, prem cup because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even turned on the TV. So it must have been Europe, or they must have rotated their squad. I'm pretty sure it must have been Europe because. I'm sure when we watched him the other day against, was it Wasps when they lost? That was his debut. But what a player. Uh, it so, wasn't, wasn't Wasps. Wasps played London Irish. I can't remember who it was. You sure it wasn't Wasps? And they lost. They definitely lost, surprisingly. So they didn't play last week. At the weekend, it was Wasps, London Irish. Oh, the week before. Yeah, but That's what you're saying. Yeah. Right, so okay. what, the time that he played. Yeah, the yeah. one time that he played. Because they've not played again since, I don't think. Yeah. Um, oh, true. Of course. Now, the reason I like him is not because he's a particularly phenomenally uh, physical specimen. Uh, because when lads play well and they're young and it's because they're really quick or because they are really strong, that's good, but it's not really what the whole thing's about. And you can be found out and everyone's strong and quick in the Premiership. It's the range of skills he has. But in his position at 12, it's the command of the game. And I think being young, same as Marcus Smith when he came through, the ability to tell Jamie Roberts what line to run is far more impressive than how hard he can pass a ball, even though that is very, very impressive. And that's what I liked about him. Uh, and then, of course, that pass over the top for mm. whoever to score. He's a very good player. Mm. But ultimately, <laughs> he has just had one like, one game. So whoever's, whoever Eddie Jones is talking to at Bath must also very much like him to communicate that message. Yeah, I think a lot of these guys will end up being in the England A team which plays some games. And that is a capture team now, isn't it? Who knows? It shouldn't be. There should be one capture team. It's called England. Mm. Uh, also, I should have mentioned as well, as well as the four playoff uh, premiership teams that haven't had any players selected from them, Saracens, and also, I guess you could say, and Ealing. Yeah, and Ealing. <laughs> haven't had uh, players picked from them as well. Uh, so there's a couple that you might have expected to have seen in, among, in amongst the mix. Who's that um, That young guy, the Saracens winger, that's featured in squads before? Ali Crossdale? Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a, a 10 who they've moved on, to the, moved on to the wing. Sort of Max Malins, he's, he's rapid. And, so uh, do, you know where, do you know where he's from? No. I believe he's from Hale. Um, from up here? Yeah, I yeah. don't think that... 
he's either from Hale or Ultram or something like that. I don't think that... Um, Ultram Curzel, I'm almost certain, certain he's an Ultram mm. Curzel lad. Uh, they didn't want him at sale, I don't think. Mm. He went to college up the road, the very posh woman that plays in Brown. Sedba? Sedba. And then from Sedba, he's gone down to Saracens uh, and okay. they really like him. Well, there's... Um... There's a couple of other players that I just remember in last year how well Don Morris played at the end of last season. Again, a centre, so he might be one for future England training squads. Joel Kapoku. Can I um, just revisit Ali Crosdale at a second? It's not an Ali Crosdale point. Yeah, go on. But I want to see your reaction to this. Uh, one of his coaches who I was speaking to was saying that they go through... Form, all... Former coach of ours? Maybe. Um, was saying they go through all of the trouble of teaching these kids to do all of these skills and when they get to professional rugby they need about 25% of them so this kid has played fly half most of his life and then he gets to wherever he's going to go and go no no park that park that park that just do these things really really well and that's wow. how you be, and that's how, how, how you become a pro by playing wow. hard not playing well wow uh, did you know that they're going to be broadcast on channel 4 as well the England games this summer I did four not four games I heard something about channel 4 games the other day but I didn't realise it was England where have Channel 4 got his cash from, or are they just really cheap? I don't know. It's uh, a good question. They're quite like... It's, it's hard to... I would love it if... Um, obviously, I'd love it if BT Sport had all the rugby. Mm. I would love it if all and the rugby... And they need loads on. more presenters. They, they like, doubled yeah. up on presenters. <laughs> Great, that would. I would love it if uh, all the rugby was on, in one under one roof. But at least it's genuinely free-to-air. Mm-hmm. Actually free-to-air. Yep. There are advertisers... Involved, who are subsidising the rugby for us? Well, I, I've got to say, now I've done commentary for BT uh, for BT for the for the BBC. I can't, I don't have a bad word to say about them. <laughs> uh, all I'll all I'll tell you, Tim, Tim, Tim Cocker, is, is, you, is you might go on about the li- uh, go about, go on about the license fee, but where was BT Sport during D Day? You know. <laughs> well, do you know what? If if uh, if BBC's license fee money is. Pe- facilitating you to do commentary on rugby. Well, it, they, it's, they it's mu- worth they, every penny. They must have their head screwed on properly. <laughs> exactly right. Worth yeah. every penny. Thank you, BBC. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's one for you. How many caps... Sorry, uh, sorry, not... Yeah, how many caps are there in the backs, in all the backs in the England squad? Well, I've got the number up in front of me. Oh, you I've know got it. the numbers, but I'm not going to add them up. So I'm going to say 20. 
no, as for uh, 1931. 31. That includes Dan Robson and all his one-minute appearances off the I bench. imagine that will come from like four players or five players. Uh, Joe Thockner Singh has got nine. How? Ollie Lawrence, six. Ben Spencer, four. Dan Robson, 12. Hmm. So, uh, one, an unusual thing about this squad, particularly the forwards, I'm not going to talk too much about the backs, but particularly the forwards, there's no one in there who I don't, who I look at and thinks, think, they don't deserve it. They all are pretty worthy winners of that squad place. I think it possibly highlights some areas of, and I, I don't mean disrespect to the players, but the fact that the two Newcastle front rowers was a surprise actually makes me go, oh, we don't have that many great hookers. No, I don't think... I mean, Harry Thacker, I'd love to... But he's been injured for so long, so I get it. Oh, he's also Bristol. God, this is it. There's four, there's four yeah. clubs. There's four clubs. You so keep having to remember that. Uh, well, you've got Thacker there. You've got Langdon to come in. You've got um, Brian Byrne. I mean, he sounds well. It sounds Irish, but I think he's English. You've got the other hooker who's played a lot for Bristol as well. He seems to be quite good. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Yellow scrum hat. So who? Sorry, what? The Bristol hooker with the yellow scrum hat. What's his name? Oh, uh, oh, that'll come to me in a minute. Uh, also, also uh, Van Portfleet, Scrum Half, a lot of people were talking him up. But Scrum Half is one area yeah. where actually I go Ben Spencer, Dan Robson, they've, they deserve that. Uh, Mitchell, maybe, is the one that you go, well, it could have been a toss-up between then, him or Randall or even Uren, the way he's been playing. But why not Luke? No, Sam, Tom, Tom James. Tom James has been good. Tom James looks like he's the starter at... Yeah. Northampton had to go through a lot of Jameses then. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you look at this, and this is where, is when you see squads like this, you're like, oh my goodness. Can you imagine how many other other countries would love to have most of these guys in, oh, I mean, in, this, their, in their actual imagine squad? Imagine if this was the actual Italy squad. they would be a decent team. <laughs> be... You'd be going, oh, they're pretty handy, the Italy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Oh, they're, they're really coming on. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what are the games? So, it's Scotland Day versus England Day. That's it. Leicester Tigers, is it? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, and then it's England versus USA, and then England versus Canada. Will, Will Capon, thank you, Tim. Will Capon, there we go. That was the hooker from Bristol. Yeah, he must be in with the shout. He must be. Yeah. Actually, no. If Langdon's not, he's not. Langdon has to get get, get in the squad. I think Lang, Lang, Langdon's been brilliant. He has been good. Um, so we'll see about that. Uh, uh, while we're here, though. What do you make of the USA throwing their hat in the ring for the Rugby World Cup? They've been announced that they are potentially going to be hosting the 2027 World Cup, or at least they're going to be bidding for it, the 2029 Women's World Cup and the 2031 Rugby World Cup. Uh, I'll go to any World Cup in America. Clear my diary. Clear my diary right now, and we will go. I'll go to the Women's World Cup. Uh, I would go to any World Cup which is in America. I mean, for the for the future of the game and the growth of the game, it has to happen, right? But for has well no for us it has to happen. But that's that's I was gonna say yeah. more importantly for us the times we've had in New York you've had in Chicago Philadelphia as well. Oh, oh. my goodness me, we need to go again. I've got to say the I wonder if the Japan World Cup has ruined it for everyone because that was so so good. It was so good. The idea of going or or hosting a World Cup in like I don't know. Scotland and Ireland combined just doesn't do anything for me. I, I've been to Scotland, I've been to Ireland, not that impressed. Oh, no, I am impressed. I love it, but not for this sort of thing. Italy has got to have it because that's got the stadium, it's got the infrastructure. Argentina has to have it. America ha- well, just, Argentina just has to, to have it because it's got the meat. Yes, exactly. And the wine. Yeah. Um, 
it just there are countries that I want to go and see which play rugby and they must have it. I want to do a Malbec Sunday, like yes. Alex, I want to do an Alexanderson-esque Malbec Sunday in Argentina during a World Cup, and I and I want to go to a sports bar and watch the Rugby World Cup in America with Americans. Oh. We had a day in Philadelphia's so-called oldest pub. It looked pretty old. I mean, it looked like, I don't know, for America it's old, like 15 pa- years Paddy's? old. Paddy's? Huh? Was it Paddy's? Yeah, it was like... Paddy's a, bar? It was like an old, an oldie-worldy, plasticky kind of uh, Irish bar. But what a day out that was, because they played their sport all the way through the afternoon. It was just wonderful. It was just much like the brunch that we had in uh, Brooklyn, where Williamsburg. We, was it Williamsburg? And we became hockey fans... And then we became basketball fans, and then we watched Premier League football, which is weird. Yeah. Didn't appreciate that. And got invited to a roof party. And got invited to a roof party. God, we're cool. <laughs> so cool. All you have to do, all you have to do, it is life pro tip, all you have to do in America to get invited to a roof party is just ham up your English accent a little bit. Speak loudly. Just Not sp- a problem. Speak loudly. Oh, I do beg your pardon. Could I, could I squeeze past a moment? Yeah. Uh, now, if you really want to know how cool we are, uh, you're in luck. Because the North Dorset Sevens is happening, oh, Tim. Oh, this is so good. Okay, so here's how it works. If you're a patron su- uh, subscriber, you're allowed uh, free ticket. Well, not allowed. It's your right to have Yeah, free- claim your free claim ticket. Claim your free ticket. It is on the patron now. Uh, you just basically click a link. It doesn't cost you anything. All you need to do is show up on the Sunday and the Saturday to watch, uh, uh, to watch us play. And obviously, fully aware, not everybody can. But if you if you can, and we can make... It's not just a live show on the Sunday. We're making a whole... Weekend of it. Yeah. Because on the Saturday, the 24th of July, is the day of the first test of the British and Irish Lions versus South Africa, uh, which is a huge moment anyway. And we are going to be watching that 5 p.m. kickoff, is it? It is. UK time. 5 p.m. kickoff. We'll all be at Gillingham Rugby Club watching it on the big screen, having some Negronis. There's a Pims and Negroni bar. Is there? At the North Dorset. How did I? How did I not 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 know this? There's a Pims. Have they named it after me? Negroni bar. Awesome. I wonder if I can get them to name it after the egg, after egg chasers. The egg chasers Pims and Negroni the, bar. The egg chasers Pims and Negroni bar. We'll work on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, that's, that's, yeah. Your, that's your to do list for tomorrow. And uh, yeah, so we'll be we'll be drinking, watching the rugby on Saturday. There'll be rugby going on. We've got two teams as well, which we'd love. And we've we've had a couple of players who've overexerted themselves and yes, we've got had injured. We've, <laughs> we've had two of our veterans. Pull, uh, uh, pull out. So we think we replaced one, but we do have a spare roll. Now, if it's you and a mate, I'll make two spare rolls. But at the moment, it looks like we've got a spare playing spot in our veterans. And it turns out we might have a spare playing spot in our sevens because one of our guys might not get through quarantine in time from the United States. Oh, no. So uh, one of our MLR players uh, might not make it in time. So, which, which, which is a shame. So if you are a sevens player of... Any standard, or you just want to come and drink the drink the If you fall somewhere between adequate, decent club standard, and no, 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 adequate, decent international standard, or yeah, or just, no, just below international, just standard. below international standard. Really, we don't want to lose you for internationals. Yeah, uh, that would be that, that'd be great. So yeah, still seven spots available. Still uh, ten spots available. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for this. I feel like I've been locked up and constrained for so long. I cannot wait to get down to North North Dorset Sevens. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Uh, beautiful part of the world as well. The weather is it's, it's like a microclimate in those parts. Like that Jurassic Coast in Dorset down in the south, all the way up to the north, that whole area is a, is a little microclimate. So the weather will be good, the drinks will be cold, the food will be hot, the rugby will be on, there'll be a Egg Chasers live show and we've got teams. And where can we go to find that information? 
Uh, ND7, so that's North Dorset Sevens, dot Breitbart, dot co, dot UK. Is that um, Sevens written S-E-V-E-N-S? No, it's ND Numeric 7S. Dot... Okay, ND 7S. Uh, yeah, uh, at eventsbrights.co.uk. I was going to say Bright, Breitbart's like... <laughs> but no, not Breitbart. It's not Breitbart. They're very different websites. Um, ND7S. It might be easier to go to the actual website, which is www. Although you don't do that now, do you? No. Uh, ND... Well, here's an interesting thing about that before you say it. www. The abbreviation www takes longer to say than World Wide Web. Oh, Really? Well, I just proved it. Yeah, right you did, now. actually. Um, <laughs> and also you didn't say HTTPS, do you? Anyway. Um, so, yeah, se- se- uh, nd7s.co.uk. I don't know how many times you want me want to say that, but, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, uh, Ben Smart has just messaged on the live chat. Would have loved to have made the North Dorset 7s. Well, why, what's wrong with you, Ben? He says his wife is expecting their third child around that time. But it's your third child. Your third? It's like, come on. First one, amazing novelty. Second one, mm. uh, still third. Uh. Let me know what it is. I'm not even bothered it's... with a third. <laughs> that's, that's how low I think of that. Come on, Ben. Um, yeah, actually, children are a problem because one of well, just generally guest players, an actual professional, a real professional, is umming and ahhing whether he can come uh, because it might, you know, might be the birth of his first. But if he does, I'll announce his... Uh, well, he can't play because because obviously he plays in the, in the Prem. But if he does, we'll, we'll be announcing him, him later. That's awesome. Yeah. Rugby players have... Kids much younger, than much average, younger. don't they? I tell you who is there, um, not with us or nothing to do with us, but Jake Pledry. He's rocking around because he's got a cider company. He's got a little cider van which will be bringing down. That's cool. Yep. So lots. I I, I played um, when I worked in Bristol for a bit, and I stopped playing for Newbury because work was too much and all the rest of it. I I went and joined. I had a mate who was at St, uh, St Mary's Old Boys in Bristol, and so I just went there to play for a bit. And Pete Pledry was the coach. And Jake Paledri, this little kid, used to run around on match days, like just like the mascot, <laughs> mascot was, ball boy. What was Paledri senior like? Uh, massive bloke. I mean, he's he's a he's a really popular Bristol player of of the past. Short, absolutely stacked. He's wider than he is tall, which you'd think Jake Paledri, you know, six foot four and stuff. But is do you remember the little hooker uh, who used to play Irish, David Pace? David Pace. Is he Bristolian? I think he's... Is he... I, I have it in my head. Or am I thinking of... Uh, I think he's a bit Aussie, isn't he? David Pace. I know if he's if he's Bristolian, because if he is... I've got I might have that wrong. Who's the Aussie? No, I'm thinking of the prop. The came on the podcast a couple of times. Oh, no, you're thinking of the other... So uh, the, the guy that but he became a great British Irish Lion, Tom Court. Oh, I thought you meant the Great Dane who came on the, on, on, on the podcast. Uh, no, was... yeah, no. Uh, David Pace, born in Darwin, Australia. Ah, it's not him then. I'll just no. think about who it is. So there was a hooker. No, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. I'll tell that story another time. I thought you were referring then to the New Zealand hooker, Mikey Mayhew, who was also at Irish, who I bumped into on a night out in Leeds. And he said, yeah, I'm a professional rugby player. And yeah, I, you know, you like look like one, but I didn't know who, like, who um, Mikey Mayhew was. Well, I, know, I, knew, I knew the name, but I wouldn't recognise him. He said, yeah, my name's Mikey Mayhew. Oh, my God. The Great Dane. And then he rolled down his lip to have Great Dane tattooed on the inside of his lip. You're kidding. Nope. What? And he's absolutely enormous in real life. Like, I don't know how big he is, as in weight and height, but he looks like arms out here. Big old boy. What, is, what is 
Great Dane, what's that nickname about? Got no idea. No idea. I just no tattooed on the inside of his lips. Tattooed on the inside of his lips is Great Dane for Mikey Meeky. That must have been so painful. Not for him, mate. Uh, I'll tell you someone who is absolutely massive, London Irish front rower, Goodrich Clark. Yes. He is enormous. He is a big boy. Very big. Actually, and I saw a picture posted on Antoine Dupont's um, account earlier. Let me have a look. Antoine Dupont, where can I find him? And, oh, there we go, Dupont 9A. Uh, and look at, I, I don't know which player it is from Toulouse, but look at the size of the guy on Dupont's. <laughs> so look at the guy on the end. If, if, I mean, oh, it's. Um, oh, no, it's not, because that's. The guy next to him is uh, uh, by, ca- uh, Camille Bai. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Cyril, Cyril Bai, isn't it? Cyril Bai, yeah. Yeah, that's who I thought that guy was, but no, it's the not. Guy on the it? end. Massive. This <laughs> is on Antoine Dupont's Twitter channel. It's just him and. Him and a few of his mates in a river in their pants. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, well, should we go, or do you want to talk a little bit about the weekend's games, or should we just go? Well, I tell you what, you did. I'll just flag up the fact that uh, you should hit subscribe on the YouTube channel right now. If you're listening on the podcast, you should go to YouTube and hit subscribe. JB did a really good video. I was making him a cup of tea, which I always do. Uh, yeah, it's just standard. every day. JB calls me, says Tim, I'm, I'm about to do a video. Get over here and get me refreshments, please. Exactly right. So uh, I was doing that as he was doing a video and I was wrestling with his dog, um, and that's going on in the background, as JB gave a, a really good uh, preview of Sale Exeter, which I think we're both in agreement here. I think a lot of people have been thinking, oh, that they'll be keeping their powder dry. Hearing Rob Baxter and Alex Sanderson in their press conferences this week, we both think they're going to be going big. Uh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I'm not going to tell you what was said in the press conference, because I said it in the video, so you can go and watch that instead. Um, but the way Sanderson was talking... He said, I'm not going to give anything away, except for the fact he already gave everything away. <laughs> so um, so that, th- this is set up to be one of the classic games of all time. Even though it's not a knockout game of rugby, the implications of it are just so enormous. Well, the fact that there is the game between the two teams the following week just adds such a level of intrigue on the psychology of the whole occasion. That I'm absolutely fascinated uh, by it. So. Do you know what? If it was just a simple win-loss, if all they had to do is go there and win, it would make it less big. Well, I think the word for that is smaller. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, because if Sale pull this off, the psychological damage which will be done to Exeter and their fans, the whole lot, is going to be absolutely enormous. Enormous. So, yeah, it's going to be a huge game. I can't wait. Yeah, go watch that video. Uh, hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. on on And also on the podcast as well, because particularly right now, if you haven't already subscribed... We're coming up to a time of the season where we're going to be pinging off extra podcasts all over the shop. Yep. And as the Lions come in, last time the Lions happened, because the games were in the morning, you and I would do podcasts most days. Just, yeah, just quick 15-minute ones. So we'll do more like that loads. So get subscribed. And um, he's at JB Moore on Twitter. I'm at Cocker. We're at Rugby Podcast. Uh, well, hold on. ND7S.Eventbrite. Yes, no, no. Eventbrite. <laughs> North Dorset Sevens. You'll find it. You'll find it. Do not sign up to South Dorset Sevens. That would be a disaster. Oh, that would be awful. Right. Uh, Let the boys play. Don't say anything. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.